Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome to our latest podcast. And a lot's been written, and we've spoken a little bit about this as well, about what do you do with incidental findings on CT? We spoke about incidental pancreatic lesions. We spoke about incidental adrenal lesions. And a very common issue now is thyroid nodules. It's indeed very common, and particularly with the better scanners, it's very, very common. So the question is, how common is it, and what do you do about it? And uh, actually, there was a recent thing from uh, the, uh, in the in the journal of JACR about this, uh, looking at some of the incidental omas. And this was a presentation at RSNA by one of our excellent med school students, uh, Sahir Ahmed. And so let me tell you some of the uh, the facts. All right, thyroid cancer is the most frequent uh, endocrine tumor, endocrine cancer. Its incidence of differentiated thyroid cancers increased between uh, 1988 and 2005, but this increase is not something likely due to the fact that the disease is more prevalent, but related to increased detection of small nodules on cross-section imaging exams. The highest rate of increase is among primary tumors measuring under a sonometer, which means you're doing CT, you're doing ultrasound, and you find these nodules. The majority are treatable asymptomatic papillary thyroid cancers if they are cancers. The majority of nodules are actually going to be benign. And a few different articles have addressed this. The likelihood of thyroid nodules increases with age, iodine deficiency, and a history of head and neck radiation. The prevalence varies with the population studies and the methods used for detection. The variable prevalence any, goes from anywhere between 2 and 6% if you're doing physical exam to up to 35% with ultrasound and as high as 65% in autopsy data. So small lesions of the thyroid gland are indeed common. So what we looked at was determine the prevalence of unsuspected nodules uh, using state-of-the-art CT. We started with 16 and then 64 slice in a population of adults who were imaged for indications other than thyroid disease. We did this as an IRB study, uh, we, we had waiver of informed consent, and what we did is we looked back at all adult patients who had contrast-enhanced CT at our outpatient center over a one-year period. So again, a very non-select population, all outpatients, very simple. 3,077 outpatients, uh, scans were reviewed to evaluate the thyroid, again, uh, we looked not in patients where there was suspicion of possible disease, but unsuspected asymptomatic thyroid nodules. And we looked at medical record review to screen for exclusion criteria. And the exclusion criteria was simple. History of symptomatic thyroid disease, history of thyroid cysts or masses, prior thyroid surgery, indication of CT possibly for thyroid disease, prior head and neck radiation, if patients were under 18, or of course, if the thyroid was not visible on the CT scan. For example, you might have done a CT of the chest as part of a cardiac uh, study, and then you may not scan through the neck, obviously. So that would be a t uh, the issue. In terms of technique 16 or 64, uh, either we looked at arterial or venous phase images, whatever the patient had. And uh, if the patient had both, venous phase was used to perform measurements because it's a little bit easier to get uh, reproducible measurements on the venous phase in that scenario. The acquisition parameters um, were typically with a detector of 0.6 or 1.25 millimeters. Reconstructions were typically off the thicker sections, which means 3 by 3 or 5 by 5. And when the, re the readers looked at the study, they looked at the axial imaging in scroll mode. We did not do multiplanar reconstruction. The scans were retrospectively reviewed by one of nine attending radiologists using a workstation. 
Every positive CT was re-reviewed by two experienced body CT radiologists to make certain we were really looking at a true nodule. We wanted to avoid any overcalling. We also looked at the percent of the thyroid gland visible on the CT scan, the appearance of the nodule, whether it was multiple or single, and location of the largest nodules, and then we analyzed the data. Okay, so what were the results? Let's not get into all of the different variables. What were the results? Well, 1,222 women and 1,288 men for a total of 2510 subjects with a mean age of a bit over 59 with a pretty good age range. The majority of patients were white, but we had a pretty good um, balance of uh, African American, Asian, and other um, populations. Um, and what were the findings? One or more nodules were identified in 25% of subjects. More than half of these patients, 61%, had but one nodule, but 38.5% had more than one nodule. When you look at the um, characterization a bit more, um, you can see that often there are other findings. The thyroid could be enlarged, but there was no nodule. But you can see solitary, multiple, with or without a dominant nodule. When you're looking a little bit more specific at right versus left lobe of the thyroid gland, you can see the majority were in the mid-gland uh, or in the lower pole, left slightly greater than right. Now again, the uppermost part of the thyroid gland at times wasn't seen on the study. That area wasn't covered. Uh, when you're looking at the nodule size, the maximum mean diameter was 8.6 millimeters with a standard deviation of about 6 millimeters. The majority, two-thirds of the lesions, were under a centimeter. One-third or so were a centimeter greater, which is kind of the comments we made to you about the typical population. Uh, in terms of a thyroid gland coverage in the CT, 55% had the entire gland, and about 37% had more than half the gland, and about 8% had less than half the gland. Again, these weren't thyroid studies. It was chest CT studies, so coverage will indeed vary. Okay, of the patients with the entire thyroid image, nodules were identified in 25% compared to just under 25% when it was partially imaged. So there really didn't seem to be a whole lot of difference of the two populations. If the whole thyroid was imaged, uh, you can see the um, predominance was in the interpolar and lower pole region, and those numbers held pretty true throughout both populations. Location more likely mid-gland or lower pole than upper pole for all patients imaged. The pattern of nodule distribution significantly different for patients with entire thyroid scan versus patients with partial thyroid scan. And again, the majority of nodules were interpolar for patients who only had partial thyroid scan. Now, some other numbers. Female gender was associated with the presence of nodules, more commonly. Uh, gender was also associated with the presence of multiple nodules, more common in women. Age correlated with number of nodules. Patients with nodules significantly older than those without nodules, and we said thyroid nodules increase with age. There was a significant difference in the age of the patients, right? You can see multiple nodules were 66 or greater, no nodules were 58 or less typically. Now, there have been several different articles about this. There was an article by Yoon who previously looked at 734 patients without known thyroid disease, four detector CT, a little bit younger population, mean age 49.8, and about 17% of patients had nodules, very similar to our data. Uh, in the article by Yoon, about 12.5% were malignant, 
and things predictive of malignancy were nodular peripheral calcification, an AP the transverse diameter of greater than one, and a density of, at CT of over 130. Now, you have to be careful with density for enhanced CT. It very much defines on your speed of injection and whether you're scanning arterial or venous phase. So that's kind of a difficult number to use. Um, other articles, an article by USIM, um, looking at neck and MR patients, uh, uh, did not exclude patients with history of radiation, and the prevalence of incidental thyroid nodules was 15%. So in that population, um, the percentage was a little bit lower. Um, again, our population was a touch higher, but I think it really, uh, in part, results from our higher, uh, older age population and a little bit more careful detail. Now, in terms of conclusions, the prevalence of thyroid nodules is seen in up to 25% of cases associated with increased age and female gender. Now, the importance of this, obviously, is what do you do with these nodules? Can you leave them alone? Incidental one centimeter nodule, what do you do? You biopsy it. You know, you could uh, end up with uh, multiple passes. What if the biopsy is indeterminate? The biopsy is cancer. The operator there's complications from doing a thyroidectomy. There's complications from doing a partial thyroid resection. Uh, most of these tumors are low grade, and the patients will survive their entire lifespan without having any issues. So simply detection becomes very problematic because what do you do about this? But uh, this article, I mean, this body of work nicely shows the issues involved, and hopefully in the future we'll be able to tell you a little bit more detail of what we do. I will tell you the current time, typically for these small nodules, we describe them, but don't recommend ultrasound correlation, uh, don't recommend physical correlation, we'll describe them. But I'm not sure that's the greatest thing to do. Of course, clinicians then ask me what to do, and I will typically say these lesions are very small, there's no clinical history, no clinical significance, perhaps. Uh, an ultrasound might be good to hopefully exclude any process, but again, very, very um, uncertain as to uh, what happens if you do an ultrasound and it's not a simple cyst. So with that, I'll stop and I'll wish you a great day. Thanks a lot.